Ahoy there, and welcome back to Domance Dawn. I'm Luke, and I'm joined by my co-host. Um, me, Janine, uh, pronouns she, they, you, you know the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I use he, they. Uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, if you listened to our last episode, congrats, you're getting closer to finishing all of the series. Uh, we have on the guest that we had hoped to get on the last episode, on for this episode, Devin, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hello, I'm Devin. I used to do a bunch of other podcasts with Luke, uh, pronouns he, him as well. Uh, why did you stop doing them, Devin? Because we ended them. I guess. I guess. Uh, Devin... You are a person who I wanted to have on because you are a person who I know has more Simpsons knowledge than I do. Uh, you have watched all the episodes? Oh, yeah. You enjoy more of the episodes than I do? Significantly. I usually watch at least three episodes a day. It's usually what I watch as I go to sleep at night. What did you watch last night? Uh, the one that I watched last night, it was in season four. It's when Marge gets arrested for shoplifting. Uh... In Marge, we, uh, in Marge, we trust. Yes. Mm -hmm. With Jimmy Carter, history's greatest monster. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what I, uh, what media I consumed before bed last night, Devin? What, Luke? GI Joe comics by Larry Hama. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I like Zartan when it comes to G.I. Joe villains. Who's your ideal G.I. Joe villain, Janine? Um, God, I don't know. I'm not used to having um, such weird questions that, like, I don't know why it's Destro, but it is. Fair. Devin, how about you? Uh, Jonathan Price from the G.I. Joe 2 film, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Was that the actor's name or the character? Uh, the actor's name. Jonathan Price is the lead actor from such hit films as Brazil. Or Keira Knightley's dad in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, the guy who played the president and he gets replaced? Yeah. Yeah. That's they totally wipe Dan, out... baby. Oh, nice. And they totally wipe out all of London and it's never addressed. It's fine. They're <laughs> not important. I saw that when I was actually studying abroad in England, and all of my British friends, after we're done watching that, they're like, wait, but we're gone. Why is no one talking about this? <laughs> I like Zartan, because he's a guy who dresses like an old-school archer, and also can transform it and disguise himself, and also just hangs out with a bunch of bikers for no real reason. It's like, yeah, sure. Uh, Devin, what is your background with One Piece? Uh, the, like, five episodes that I watched for this episode. Oh, it's also the show that caused one of my dear friends, Ethan Casey, to fail out of college. In which case, I have never seen him ever since that happened. Because instead of going to class, he would sit on Mega Video and watch One Piece. Until he failed all of his classes. And yeah. 
one day after winter break, he just never came back. (laughs) (laughs) One piece ruins lives. Some people just can't make these waters. Mm -hmm. Apparently. It's, it's, it's deadly. All right. Uh, So this is the 24th episode of the show and also our first episode of year two. Because uh, last episode was our one year anniversary. Did we know it when we recorded it? I th- no, we did not. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So happy anniversary, Luke. Thank you. Uh, also, last episode, I made some mints. Uh, I forgot that the last episode was a one year anniversary. I also misspoke. Uh, Robin DeSanto became a congressman or congresswoman technically by catering to the Star Wars and Necrophiliac vote. So I just wanted to correct myself there. Yes. Uh, So, we now get into the meat of the episode. Uh, These episodes initially ran between March 23rd and April 27th of the year 2003. They include Excuse Me While I Miss the Sky, which is where a documentarian causes Bart to try and be cooler when he gets embarrassed and Lisa tries to find a mission in life leading her to try and become an astronomer. Also, are you ready for a Beastie Boys moment? Yes, Luke. Wait, no, I didn't put in a Beastie Boys uh, button. Uh, so, the way that Bart tries to be cool is emulating all the other bullies who are taking hood ornaments off and a Apparently, that is all attributed to Mike D wearing a hood ornament back when the first Beastie Boys album came out. Nice. That was the source of the fad. In 1987. And featured Eric Idle in a recurring guest starring bit, too. Mm Mm-hmm. As Declan Desmond. Uh, the second episode was Three Gays of the Condo, where a overly large puzzle leads to Homer moving in with some gay men. Weird Al appears. It's it's pretty prime jerk Homer territory. Like, that's where we are right now. And then uh, Dude, Where's My Ranch, where Homer writes a hit song about painting Flanders. Uh, Lisa is petty about a cowboy hunk, and Homer and Bart wage a war on beavers. you have any other thoughts on these episodes, Devin? I, I do like Do Where's My Ranch. Ranch. I think it's a quality episode. Uh, Three Gays of the Condo is a, usually a skippable episode when I'm watching through. Yeah, it it's amazing how like a lot of the later queer-centric ones don't really uh, hold up all that well. No, the Weird Al song's pretty good. It's fine. It's it's what you get when a person who isn't Weird Al writes a Weird Al parody most Truth. of the time. Uh, Three Gays of the Condors take off of the hit film Three Days of the Condor starring Robert Redford, a much more superior piece of media and something I would recommend. It is also the origin of, Sim- of uh, The Simpsons' second most recurring gay character, Julio Franco. Like, later seasons, he just appears really often, and I forgot that this was the episode where he first showed up. Yeah, he still appears decently often, too. Mm-hmm. 
He is the non-Smithers gay when they need one. And technically it'd be the third, because uh, after a reveal later of uh, Patty. Yes. Yes, I will uh, I will allow that. Uh, <clears throat> other new characters who are introduced include Jimmy the Snitch, the Meteor Alien, Homer's Lhasa Apsa, Cub Scout Troop number 102, Large Gay Military Man, David Byrne, Cleany as voiced by... Remember who voices Cleany? I Kevin. don't. Andy Circus, because Cleany is pretty much gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when it was like, oh, no one cares about Andy Circus yet. He's just played Gollum. And also the boss in the hit Jennifer Garner film Thirteen Going on Thirty. I haven't seen that. That's on Abby's list of movies that I need to see. I caught the last fifteen minutes of it coming home after like my sister had a sleepover, but. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week we are covering episodes of One Piece 149 through 152. These titles include, and Devin, you'll go after Janine, Hard Turn to the Clouds, Find the South Bird. Dreams Don't Come True, Bellamy versus the Sarayuma Alliance. The Hundred Million Dollar Man. The world's highest authority and the pirate Blackbeard. Sail into the sky, ride the knockup stream. And uh yeah, we kind of pick up immediately after the last one. Like story wise, Jai is kind of easy to consume in a uh single chunk. Uh but I think that it would have just been too much with all the characters that we had to match and the recap. Uh, Cricket uh, explains what the cumulus regalis clouds are, which are ancient clouds that float in the sky, black out the sun, and that's where the sky islands are. And so to get up there, they're going to need to ride the knockup stream, which are massive geysers that like shoot up. And if they ride it up and they don't land, they are going to die. And because the Going Mary has been suffering so much damage recently, Cricket and the Saruyama Alliance are going to fix the ship for the time being and they also have to do it really quickly because in 24 hours the log code is going to change and luckily they figure out that the next one is going to be at noon the next day and it is like all a bunch of convenience for the plot and like Usopp even calls out that it's like suspicious that everything is lining up which I think is fair but also be kind of just shitty to be like, oh, we've introduced a concept that we're not actually going to follow up on. I was ready at this point for there to be a convenient solution to get things moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone is partying that night and getting drunk. Cricket mentions that... Uh, he has Nolan's old logbook, and that mentions treasure, and, like, Nolan visited a sky island in the past, and then that's when he remembers that they need to find a south bird to navigate the knockout stream. Yeah, was all this navigation stuff just weird gibberish to you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, like, all the major islands have their own magnetic field, so you have to travel one by one, and then when you're on an island long enough, it will your 
log post resets to find the next island you're supposed to go to. Gotcha. And this so is somehow the most convenient way to travel, by the way. Uh-huh. Because every time they're just like, oh, we can't, it's like due direct south of us. Like, why can't you guys not figure out where south is? Like, because your, compasses your don't work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also great because it's like, oh, uh, why is this compass 3D? Because sometimes you need to go up and sometimes I guess you'll need to go down. Uh, so they need to find a south bird, which just naturally uh, always points to the south. So the crew rushes into the jungle where, where they get attacked by insects and animals that are controlled by the south bird. Uh, meanwhile, Bellamy arrives to steal Cricket's treasure. Uh, Cricket, along with the Saruyama Alliance, fight back until Bellamy fully steps in, revealing his spring-spring powers and overpowers them and also damages the Mary. Uh, how y'all feeling about Bellamy's power? It yes. looks it it looks ridiculous compared to how tough he's supposed to look. Mm -hmm. I agree, and it didn't really seem to actually help him that much. <laughs> I mean, it allows him to jump into things. It allows you to at one hundred percent use your body as a weapon. Like, the only way that he's, like, been successful this far is because he's been able to, like, transfer the momentum to the other person more times than he's just, like, crashed into a fucking wall or something. I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I mean, he could probably also use it to suck his own dick. How? Because he can turn his center body into a spring and then just lean over. Janine, it's science. Oh my god. This is what I talked about in the Discord when I said that every single time we record, I feel like I gain forbidden knowledge of some kind. Mm -hmm. Well, Gavin, you're a big fan of Flaming Ball Rats, correct? Oh, 100%. Because it has a song about at some the cousin Walter? What? Talking about some Cousin Walter shit right there? Yeah. 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 Uh, like Ichiro Oda, who created One Piece, is not a coward like Stan Lee. It, when his fans write in and be like, oh, hey, can Luffy stretch his dick? He's like, yes, of course. Why would his power stop at his dick? So I, I feel like Bellamy doesn't even necessarily need to like bend over. Anyways, we're a getting fun off fact, track. though, Luke. This is mostly because you don't want to have a doman for next week. Uh, oh, thank but you. The Cousin Walter story where about sucking his own dick is actually from Clerks. Oh. Because it turns out that uh, Randall and Brody are cousins, and it is the same Cousin Walter. I, I was just referencing the part where they go up to Stanley and ask if Mr. Fantastic Dick can stretch. To be fair, Stanley dodged the question in that movie. Like a coward. Truth. But when I did actually see him at a Comic-Con seven or eight years ago, someone did ask if everything of the thing was made of rock, and Stanley did say yes. He has to have a very unhappy proctologist. Probably. 
so the crew continues to be attacked by the creatures of the jungle until Robin is just like, oh, I can grab one with my powers, and ends it. And, uh, yeah. We get the first scene that Janine probably really did not enjoy. I don't really like bugs, like, as a rule. Mm-hmm. I feel like I follow that rule pretty well, mm-hmm. and um, this is kind of gross. Fair enough. Oh, true that. No, the spiders are bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they return to find Cricket robbed and injured. He plans to ignore his uh, situation and still fix the ship. And Luffy decides not to have it and decides to go back to Mock Town and take down Bellamy within three hours. And so while everyone in Mock Town is celebrating, the new bounties appear, showing Luffy's new 100 million and Zoro's 60 million fairy bounties. Bellamy's men, like, see it, and Bellamy laughs it off, thinking that it's fake. And then Luffy calls out Bellamy, demanding Cricket's gold. And Bellamy just goes on the offensive with Luffy, avoiding his attacks and taunting him. And Luffy, meanwhile, just waits for him and takes him down with one punch, knocking him into this bloody, unconscious mess. It's beautiful. It's also where I got super confused, because fun fact, if you're watching this on Hulu instead of uh, Netflix, uh, this episode does not have a dub. So if you're watching the dubbed version, it actually skips over this episode. And I just watched it as there's just uh, like he uh, Luffy just calls out Bellamy. Bellamy shows up. He quickly one punches him and then just walks away. I'm just like, cool. That was like a really anticlimactic like thing that we're doing. Also, all the, all these characters that Luke keeps sending me that I need to like think of have not appeared in any of the episodes I've watched, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what was going on. It it was it was a mystery. It's saw a mystery some old man on a horse. I'm like, oh, this must be Elder One or something. Yeah, we must be getting to that part that I'm supposed to be at. Nope, we're we're getting to the Sky Knight next episode and his fucked up horse. Uh yeah, Janine is it? It's a great one punch. It is. It is. It is. Um, immediately giving me the um, same kind of feelings as when Batman had knocked out Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. Just that kind of like, oh, that's just like... I mean, that in itself wasn't really like built up. It was just kind of like just shown as like, oh, wait, that happened. And it's just, I don't know. Like, you expect it- somebody that had that same amount on their head to like, have something to back it up but also i realized how many times that straw hat crew has been foiled by some of the dumbest shit ever mm-hmm. just by circumstance so like also I, mean, I had to like sit and like name so many people that were on his crew that like did nothing that maybe uh-huh. had like a line if that, uh, yeah, no, we're we're going to see them after we get this next arc done, and then we aren't seeing them for like another ten years of episodes. Bellamy, that's a weird thing for you to just say. Uh huh. 
Uh, so, uh, Luffy walks off with the treasure, and when they ask where he's going, he points up and says, up there. Uh, meanwhile, the Saruyama Alliance work to fix the ship. Uh, we then get the wild stuff where it's, uh, oh, here's everything else that's going on in the world right now. Uh, the five elders of the world government are worried about Shanks reaching out to Whitebeard. Uh, they also need a new warlord since Crocodile got defeated, and so they've called all of the warlords to Marie-Joie, which uh, they're like, oh yeah, most of them probably will not show up. Members who do include Bartholomew Kuma and Don Quixote Del Flamingo, and Del Flamingo has a mysterious ability to control people. Uh, the one person who seems to be able to get them to stand down is Admiral Sengoku. Uh, also, Hawkeye's Mihawk is there, and the meeting just gets interrupted by Lafitte, who came to suggest Blackbeard as the next warlord. Uh, yeah, this is like the most world government stuff that we've seen, so if y'all are at a loss, it, it makes sense. Also, any initial thoughts on Kuma or Doflamingo? I got nothing from Kuma. I had to like really like look up like what his deal was. Mm -hmm. He's quiet and he carries the Bible with him everywhere. And also sometimes that Bible has the covers of uh, One Piece mangas on it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, Rockstar, a member of Shanks' crew, was sent to talk to Whitebeard. Whitebeard takes it as an insult that Shanks sent him a letter instead of coming himself. And Whitebeard decides that he is just going to go and hunt down Shanks to talk about Ace and Blackbeard. Uh, Ace is Luffy's brother who was hunting down Blackbeard who killed a member of Whitebeard's crew. Uh, Shanks, meanwhile, uh, when he hears this, tells Rockstar to come back so they can all get ready. Back in Mocktown, Blackbeard hears about Luffy's new bounty, and he and his pirate crew decide to go and capture him. In the morning, Luffy is running almost an hour late, but it turns out that he spent his time capturing a Hercules beetle. He gives that to the Sariyama Alliance, who are very happy with it, and they have retrofitted the Going Merry into the Going Merry Flying Edition. Uh, they say their goodbyes to Cricket and start heading out to the spot with the knockup screen. The Cumulus Regalus clouds appear early, and they find a current as well as a Sea King and a Whirlpool where the, uh, where the stream is going to erupt. And the ship goes into the Whirlpool. They see the Sea King get pulled in before they follow and end up in this calm. Blackbeard and his crew appears to try and collect the Straw Hat's bounty. Uh... Luffy was completely unaware of this fact because that's at the point where they get launched up into the air and they are able to sail through the current and uh, they see a bunch of other ships and the Sea King fall out and Nami realizes that, uh, yeah, they can sail this thing and hoist, and hoist the sails into the, into the sky and, uh, yeah, we are done with Jaya. On to Sky Island, Skypea. Uh, any other thoughts on the arc before we get into characters? What's a crocodile, Luke? Uh, crocodile is Sir Crocodile, another one of the seven warlords of the sea who tried to take over the kingdom of Alabasta by 
setting up a civil war where he planned to kill everybody in secret using a terrorist organization that he set up. Nice. Mm-hmm. He's also a mob boss with a hook hand that has pet crocodiles. Banana gators. Banana gators. And oh. um, killed a guy by feeding them to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he is uh, our Hank Scorpio. Nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, if the warlords do bad enough stuff, they uh, they lose their ability to do whatever the shit they want. Mm-hmm. All right, so we now have 19 characters to match, and it's going to be an interesting one. So, are y'all ready? Sure, Luke. All right, Devin, I'm, I, I appreciate that energy that you're bringing here. Uh, up first, we have Jobo, and uh, I have two pitches that... I have at least two pitches for everyone. My Rodrigo style was Jimmy the Snitch. Uh, my regular one was Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. Janine, how about you? I was not able to get an extra one that I, that I thought, and I did also put down Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. Uh, Devin, how about you? Who are you thinking of? For sure. Unfortunately, the one character that I had really hoped for had not come out at this point, which would be the character of Goose Gladwell. But I did come up with a character named Houghton when he is trying to become a scarecrow, but is doing a very poor job of it. I don't remember that one. He has a job as a scarecrow and keeps telling the crows to shoe and then they don't. I vaguely remember that now. Uh, well, since we have two picks for Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, I feel like uh, we just go with Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. For the time being. We are never going to see Jobo again, as far as I'm aware, and we will probably never see Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, except for Black Joey, jo- Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, who appears in another episode. Uh, we then get into the Elders. Uh, there are five of them. They're based on the permanent members of the United Nations. And they never really get all that much characterization. And, like, even 20 years later, they are still esoteric. But we're learning more about them bit by bit. Uh, first guy has a big old beard and mustache and curly locks and a scar on his face. He represents France. Uh, Janine, who are you thinking of for France? I'm thinking uh, French Prime Minister. Sacre bleu. Devin, how about you? Uh, I also have the French Prime Minister. Well, I had, as a Rodrigo saw for everybody, I just like the idea of it being Cub Scout Troop number 102. But I also had the French Prime Minister. So (laughs) it looks like the French Prime Minister is our French representative. Uh, Devin, who was your UK representative? This guy 
is lankier and kind of looks like a merlin. That's fine. I actually decided not to go with a British person. Uh, I decided to use the leader of the senior citizens who always wear the uh, Planet Hollywood jacket. Los Jaquitos? Yes. Mm-hmm. Los Jaquitos actually was kind of, yeah. The, the leader of Los Jaquitos. Uh, Los Souvenir Jaquitos. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is who I had for the UK Prime Minister. For the leader of them. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the suggestion that I had was the British casino designer, who is in so many memes that are definitely giving the Brits what they deserve. Uh, Janine, who did you have for the UK? Hugh Parkfield, but to be honest, I mostly was just trying to get rid of him. We'll find a good use for Hugh at some point. I don't think the Simpsons had a good use for Hugh. Fair. Um, I'm still going to push for British casino designer. Because I feel like... I'm I'm having trouble putting a face to kind of a name. He pitched it to uh, Mr. Burns when they were trying to do the Monty Burns Casino. Uh, let me get you the link. Uh, he is frequently joined by the British waitress, who is also a non-flattering. Uh, representative. I have put it into the Discord. Yeah. Amazing. Uh-huh. He's got the mustache, he's got the swoopy hair, he's British. If we're looking for somebody to fill in a British spot i think i would be fine with this guy hot dog two votes is enough of a majority i can't wait until i regret saying that uh we then have elder three who represents russia he got that gorbachev spot in his head and the big old mustache uh who do you have for oh uh i have for him mikhail gorbachev janine how about you I also did a Gorby. Devin? Uh, I actually went for Lugash. And so the, Top uh, T jumped over Berlin Wall and defected to uh, the eastern side. I mean, I feel like you can't get more Gorbachev than a character who's literally designed based off of Gorbachev. But also that leads us to be able to use Gorbachev for a character that doesn't look like Gorbachev and then get an art of a character that doesn't look like Gorbachev that looks like Gorbachev. <laughs> Gorbachev, 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 Gorbachev. So there's... There is some comedic novelty in saving Gorbachev and not doing the obvious one. Perhaps. But, but you don't win the donkey contest by bringing in your dog, Janine. It is if you're trying to get your donkey to get a stick. And if we're looking at the idea of somebody who is ultra-Russian, 
maybe. I'm changing my vote. You're you're voting for Lugash. I am. Oh yeah. I believe we had just established that two votes, Luke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Regretted it after the next one. Oh, I regretted it as soon as I finished saying it, Devin. We can go back to the record for that. All right. Yeah, I, I, y- y'all got me there. I, Janine, I hope you find a good use for Gorbachev in hell. <laughs> because this show is hell. Uh, all right, who do you have for our elder number four, which represents China and is a bald guy with glasses? Who's that directed to? You, Janine. Oh, okay. Well, I have Chinese principle number one. Devin? Uh, I have famed uh, play director, Mr. Llewellyn Sinclair. Uh, I also had Chinese principle number one. I feel like Llewellyn Sinclair is too important of a character to burn on an elder. An elder who is of seen apparently in present day One Piece. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very weird the ones that get food repiled. And I don't think Llewellyn Sinclair's been in an episode really since. No, he's appeared a few times. Uh, Llewellyn Sinclair uh, last appeared in uh, uh, he has been in A Streetcar Named Marge Behind the Laughter as a character in between Sweets and Sour Marge Through Fifty Shades of Dinner Flaming Mo, YOLO Fears of a Clown Daticus Finch I'm Just a Girl Who Can't Say Joe and Yokel Hero also the Simpsons movie Everyone's in the Simpsons movie, Luke. This is a three-star character, not a one-star. But that's fine, because I already have the person that I will die on the hill for. Which is coming. Fair enough. Uh, So, Chinese principle number one, it is. Uh, Because that was also the picture that I had. Uh, we then have uh, our American blonde with a weird goatee uh, elder. Devin, who do you have for him? Uh, I had Shelbyville Grandpa. I feel like we might have used him. Using that cold glass of turnip juice? Uh, yes, uh, Shelbyville Abe is our Zenny. Oh, I see. But never mm-hmm. mind. I retract. Uh, you can't. It is a black mark on your suggestion. That's fine. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have an additional one? No. All right. Uh, my suggestion was let's just stick George W. Uh, George Bush here. Not George W. Bush. The original. Uh, the one bad neighbor. H. Dubs. Oh. Yes. Uh, Janine, how about you? Fuck that Uncle Slam. 
I'd like to use my vote to support Judy's Uncle Slam. Uh, I am also here for Uncle Slam. Uh, when when you're right, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Janine, hats off to you. I was very excited for that one. All right. Uh, we then have Don Quixote del Flamingo, who's going to be a major character, uh, but he's also just going to keep appearing for a while. My Rodrigo style was Declan Desmond. The initial one I was ready to pitch and fight hard for was Flamingo Flamingo. But the one who I realized I could use last time that I actually uh, uterpiled him for this episode, because he fits the rules that I have for this, is Tony Hawk. Janine, who do you have for Don Quixote del Flamingo? I have Disco Stew. Mm-hmm. And do you have a second one? I don't. I have just Disco Stew really hard. <laughs> it's underlined. Nice. Uh, and Devin, how about you? Uh, I followed your initial gut reaction. I picked Ronaldo. The small child in the suit of Flamenco Flamingo. Now, I, now, here is a point that I would like to say. Ronaldo and Flamenco Flamingo are different characters. They are different entities. They are played the same, but in the same as last week where we uh, had the uh, Larry Appleton and the actor who plays him uh, are two separate entries. Uh, We're just really just trying to milk the hell out of these characters. In that case, I would go Flamenco Flamingo because that was why I picked Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Oh, and uh, what's that? Uh, we have suggestions from our listeners. Uh, that one welder guy suggested the retrovirus. Uh, David from the Shonen Flop podcast, and this was seconded by Mike, he our cover artist, were also up for Disco Stew. But Atticus, King Atticus, friend of the show, champion namer, also suggested Ronaldo slash Flamenco Flamingo and also Zolchitla. I'm Price, I almost said I'm hard for Flamenco Flamingo. You can, you can say it. Ahead. You can say it. We support you, Luke. Oh, you support Flamenco Flamingo? This is Flamingo? America. Well, and is a Don Quixote do Flamingo like a really good pirate, Luke? Defined really good pirate. He's good at stealing things, and people don't steal things from him. One of the um, big things about Flamenco Flamingo slash Ronaldo is, because he has no parents, his earnings remain unstolen. Oh, uh, Don Quixote do Flamingo <laughs> is also an orphan. Bam. Oh, shit. <laughs> the orphan rule. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh I also love the idea of Flamenco Flamingo <laughs> playing the role of one of the most fucked up one piece characters, so Hell yeah. 
All right. Uh, then our Don Quixote do Flamingos, Flamingo Flamingo, and Tony Hawk avoids <laughs> Don Quixote do Flamingo. Oh. Uh, we then have Bartholomew Kuma. Uh, who do you have for Kuma? Janine. Well, I have two. Mm -hmm. My first one was based on actions, and from what I've seen, I was like, oh, maybe I could be able to throw a Reverend, Reverend Lovejoy in this situation. Um, but also my second one is based up on the last name, Kuma, which in Japanese means bear. So I'm like, this guy's probably going to fucking turn into a bear because he had like the bear bear fruit or some shit. Uh, so, do you want to know what fruit he ate? Sh sure. It's the pawpaw fruit. If that is not the most furry goddamn name I've I've heard, um, but I chose Gentle Ben, mm -hmm. the talk show host that has a microphone attached to his head. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Did you say you also had a second one? Oh, yeah, that was the Reverend Lovejoy from before. Ah. ah. And, Devin, how about you? Oh, sure. Uh, Reverend Lovejoy actually had several for this one. Oh. Uh, one of them was Reverend Lovejoy. Mm -hmm. But then I learned that he is also part robot, I guess? Uh, it's complicated, Devin. It's a ship of Theseus situation that we'll get into later. Cool. So taking that into mind, I have the cyborg Mr. Burns from the uh, B Bobo episode, mm -hmm. where he's just the head in the jar with the robot body. Or also, the other one, going off of Janine's thing of it means bear, uh, the bear robot that Smithers tries to get him to try to replace uh, Bobo. Uh, interesting, interesting. So my Rodrigo style is Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, I think at that point it was just kind of like, I like Weird Al. If I get stuck with a Rodrigo style for him, I wouldn't feel bad about that. Uh, the uh, serious one that I have is Homie Bear. The Yogi Bear style uh, dream that Homer has. He goes and mauls Ranger Ned. Oh, and what's that? Uh, we got suggestions in again. Friend of the show, uh, King Atticus also suggested Homie Bear, and that one welder guy suggested either the Ballet Bear, which is the bear that rides around in a little cart, Sir Loves a Lot, or, once again, Gentle Ben. So we have three with two pitches. I can put my effort, or I can put my support behind either a homie bear or a gentle bear. Just because I do like keeping it with the animal theme that all the warlords have. Oh shit, they do. Mm-hmm.
Well, let's see. My case mm -hmm. for Gentle Ben mm -hmm. is that it'll look really funny just to have a bear with a microphone on his head. Just kind of in the standing place of everything else that's going to happen in history. It... Uh, the Gentle Ben joke is also funnier. That was a great scene. So do we sound like we're going to go with Ben? I just want to have us reevaluate Homie Bear one more time because while the microphone is a funny visual, we at least get some more anthropomorphization here. Uh, he also has a hat and a tie at all times. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I think this the the idea of a photorealistic kind of bear with a microphone. With a microphone. That's. <laughs> uh, and Devin, you're on the side of Gentle Ben. Uh, yes, mostly for what Janine is saying. I have to agree with that. I am excited for the point where Homie Bear is going to become a viable option again, and it will be very funny. All right, uh, we then get into characters who matter far less for the most part. Uh, up first, we got Stainless, who's a military guy and he was forced to fight another military guy. Devin, who you got for Stainless? Well, let's see. Going back to my notes. For Stainless, I had uh, former sanitation commissioner Ray Patterson. Ooh. That's a good uh, my, Thank you. My Rodrigo style was the stooped over fiddler. My other one was the Los Souvenir Jaquitos Jurassic Park jacket, senior citizen. Janine, how about you? Senor Ding Dong! And my second choice, following the same line of Hispanic characters that are maybe a little sus, Cesar Chavez, as played by Cesar Romero, because Homer does not know what Cesar Chavez looks like. Ooh. Uh, I really like the Cesar Chavez played by Cesar Romero. That is a good one. Uh, so we're good to go with that? These characters matter so little, so that's why I'm really trying hard with some of these. I mean, Senior Ding Dong is, I don't want to say Uterfile, but. <laughs> oh my god, okay. You do I can't even think of, like, what kind of fruit you would have to eat to have doorbell powers, but I'm here for it. Uh, next we have Mozambia, who is another guy who just is kind of there. Does not matter. Uh, for him, uh, my Rodrigo style was Brady. No one remembers Brady. Uh, my other uh, suggestion was Communist General, the guy who uh, worked with uh, Adil. 
uh, the Albanian foreign exchange student, who also has a scar on his face. Janine, who do you have? So stay with me here. Mm-hmm. Mozambia is the character that gets puppet controlled to attack another person. So in this, I thought to myself, who on The Simpsons has had done something against their will through the effects of somebody else? And then I remembered immediately, Roger Clemens was hypnotized to think he was a chicken. <laughs> Inspired. Uh, Devin, how about you? See, for both Stainless and Mozambique, I was kind of going for more of your like generic government type. So for this one, I picked Rex Banner. Uh, I believe you've used Rex Banner. Well, uh, I was at work and did not have a chance to check on all of them. You were at work for like the past two weeks? True. Some of us have jobs here. <laughs> I know. I just... All, all, of, all of my answers all of my answers uh, that I've looked up and written down are on the back of a Sudoku page that I've been filling out the entire time I've been working. Like, Nice. Mine's on a scratch piece of paper that we're just casually sitting at our desks. <laughs> it oh, turns to uh, write down call numbers. Grady is Julio's sometimes boyfriend. Um, I like Roger Clemens. I like uh, Roger Clemens a lot too. Yeah, it's all about cancer. Cancer's the one that I've been waiting for. How... Roger Clemens, baseball. Uh, okay, there's no T in there. Correct. Clemens, not Clemens. Or Clemens. Don't say Clemens. <laughs> uh, Janine, who do you have for Cancer? Uh, who is a guy with blonde, slicked back hair, also a scar on his face, sunglasses, and a cool cigar. I have Boy with Shades. He's just a boy with shades. I'll, he's, I, I undersell it, but he's like one of the coolest background characters ever. Like, for, like, the coolest-looking background student. I, I mean, he's no girl with glasses. Girl with glasses fucks, man. I mean, that don't... God damn. <laughs> I mean, the design. Not the elementary school students. Okay. Boy with shades. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin, who do you have for cancer? Uh, I had Lieutenant L.T. Smash. I feel like you might have also used him. I, him I double checked on. Mm. Cause he is the one that's just like, yeah, gotta have some cash. At least the list that uh, I have. Uh, yeah, no, we have not used him. Uh, my suggestions that I had were uh, my Rodrigo style was Stewart. Uh, specifically, a man who knows Wayland Smithers Jr. 
quite well and who asked if Homer was that Mr. Burns he's always talking about. Uh, and then my other one was the uh, Los Souvenir Jaquitos Taz. I... I'm looking at a picture of LT Smash right now. He's got the shades on. He's got the slick back blonde hair. I can't not see it now. He's a Marine. In Cancer's a Marine. You got LT Smash. Huge Navy man. He is. It's just Cancer isn't important. I don't like, think LT, LT Smash was important. He's just like... It's a phenomenal uh, character in one episode. He is, but he is also a character who you know when he gets named. I mean, I understand that I am very outnumbered here, but if y'all are saying LT, uh, Lieutenant LT Smash, I... I'm saying Lieutenant LT Smash now for two reasons. Number one, because of the likeness is so much, mm -hmm. but number two now, so that we don't always rely on military types for our military positions. So we can get weird with that, too. He was initially my choice for Sengoku, but then once I just kept looking at the picture of Cancer, it's like, no, gotta be LT Smash. Alright, alright. Uh, we then have Suru, who is the old lady of the crew. Uh, who do you have for Suru, Devin? Uh, Mrs. Glick. Interesting, interesting. Because they're both old ladies? Yes. There. Uh, the Rodrigo style I had was Meteor Alien. The alien that pops out of a meteor and then steals a meteor. Uh, I also had Queen Elizabeth II, who was listed as a military character, which I guess is technically right. Uh, and Betty White. Janine, how about you? I have, for the reason of being old and not looking too concerned on the well-being of the people that she's working around, Agnes Skinner. Interesting, interesting. Ooh, here's why I can back up. If, if everyone here is like an animal theme, Agnes Skinner, which means lamb, lamb of God. <laughs> Uh, well, no, only the Warlords of the Sea. I see. Yeah. Suru is uh, in the Navy. <sighs> Do we have a good variant of Agnes Skinner that we can put in? I don't want to, I don't know if I want to go full Agnes. Then I would say Mrs. Glick is the tamed down version of Agnes Skinner. Oh, that's right. Uh, they they renamed uh, Ned Flanders' mom multiple times. Uh, I I was like, why do you have Agnes Flanders on here? Who's Agnes Flanders? And, oh, that's why. Um, I feel like Miss Glick is. 
does not necessarily fit the character's personality, though also I recognize that at this point in the show we have not seen much of her personality. Yeah, I mean, it would be kind of on you to have that character nameable with so little on them. It is, it is. We have, in the past, named characters who we had not seen very much of in We've wildly that different. In this episode. That's true. That's like maybe it's a crazy cat lady. I don't know, but I just looking at an old woman. It's like, yeah, Mrs. Glitch. So, she has the power to wash people by turning them into laundry and folding them. Hey, that kind of sucks in like a female character kind of way. Mm-hmm. It does. Can we get another one? Can we get another woman in here? Oh, well then here, if we're going to do that. Uh... Let's see if Devin can pull it out. Oh, God, Frazier. I have no idea whether or not you would have used her or not yet, uh, but Belle, the woman who ra- runs La Maison Derriere. I believe we might have. Uh, I remember a big Belle discussion. Uh, I don't know if it was... We apparently did not actually use her in the end. I think I got overruled. I love doing that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm good to go with Belle. I feel like Belle is a cooler character. I can definitely sign off on a Belle. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we have Belle. Uh, we then have Admiral Sengoku. He has a sheep with or a goat with him a lot of the time. Uh, who do you have for Admiral Sengoku, Devin? Because I know you said you were proud of yours. No, it was not. It was going to be LT oh, Smash no. initially, oh. but then we switched it to Cancer because of the likeness. Uh, for Sengoku, yeah. I picked Captain Tennille, uh, the captain of the submarine that Homer's on when he joins the Naval Reserve mm-hmm. that is then shot out of the torpedo tubes. There. Uh, my Rodrigo style was David Byrne. Uh, I also had Hyman Kristofsky for Gautama Buddha. Because we can use Buddha now, Devin and Janine. Hell yeah. Well. That lands on me, doesn't it? Yes. Y'all both went? Yes. I don't know why that took me so long to think about that. Um, For this one, I had kind of a placeholder name that I just didn't feel right about erasing. So it just ended up becoming the name. But Jay Sherman. The Critic? Yes. We have not even begun discussions on Jay Sherman, so if anything, I think this will at least open the door. Okay. Uh, I think I can convince Devin of something, but it's a spoiler that I wouldn't want you to have. Oh, should I take off my headphones? Yes. Uh, I will send a message when it's ready. Sure. Ha 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 
Are you good uh, sticking with Buddha then? For sure. What episode is this from, Luke? Uh, it is the one where uh, Homer gets to buy the church. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Oh. Welcome back, Janine. Thank you. Uh, I have convinced Devin to go with uh, Buddha. Okay. In a strange act, I am not going to find out why about Buddha for dramatic well, effects. Uh-huh. And um, in a very well, strange yeah. twist, you have used the guest in order to override for this particular thing. A thing that I did not think <laughs> that you could do, despite the fact that all of the signs were there. And also, now that I know that you could do it, I'm starting to just also realize either this is really important that you've just first done it now, or it never occurred to you to do it until now. Oh, I initially planned to have uh, Devin support me on the Peter Griffin pitch on the last episode. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But obviously that didn't work. Uh, I won't ever support anything on Peter Griffin, so. That's fair. Uh, technically, it's the Homer Simpson clone that is Peter Griffin. I mean, I, I yes, I, I knew what joke you were going for. Uh, all right, we then have Lafitte. A disgraced naval man. Who do you have for Lafitte, Janine? I had Sideshow Mal. And Devin. I think I have two for this one that I couldn't decide between. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, both of them's kind of off the weird, like kind of creepy looking clown thing. Uh, one of them was Gabo. Mm-hmm. He's a bad little boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I had, it was from the Simpsons episode where they go grifting. Grift of the Magi? Yes. No. No. With the magic oh. set. Yes, uh, is it the weird Jackson 5 Puppet Man? Yes, 100% that one. <laughs> uh, so the pitches that I had, my Rodrigo style is Julio Franco. Uh, I also had the mime couch gag Homer, from where the entire family is mimes. And I also had Kid Rock! Because we could just make Blackbeard's crew the worst people possible. I don't know if that is a goal we should set for ourselves. I mean, he would be joining Peter Griffin, <laughs> Dr. Colossus, the Iron Yuppie, uh, Crudler, and Buddy Holly. <laughs> Buddy Holly. I like the idea of the mime, but I don't like the idea of the Homer. Mm-hmm. Is there another mime that you could be able to find yourself a little bit much more comfortable with? Maybe a Bart mime? Uh, yeah, Bart. The entire family is mimes in that. So I can do it as a compromise where we both get credit. Devin, or you want to get or oh, part of my side, I think, with me. Or we could put David Byrne in this role. 
Hmm. Oh. And it will be a split credit. He does have those super long legs like David Brim when he's dancing on the mm -hmm. roof of the car. Yeah, I could go with that. And who knows? He might look like this after Bo Misery's him. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have David Byrne. Uh, up next, we have Marco, who uh, they did not have his final color scheme when he appeared in this episode. So like on the image gallery, you can see the differences between how he appears in this episode, where he has one line, and how he appears later on. Talk about a glow up. Uh, my pitch here, uh, the Rodrigo style was Cookie. Uh, the other one that I had was Mark Hamill. Janine, who do you have? American Spy. Interesting. Devin. I picked Doug. Uh, of the of, college nerds. Of the nerds, yeah. Mm -hmm. I am refreshing myself on which one is Doug. Uh, Doug is the one with glasses. Well, I guess they all have, well, two of them had glasses. Doug is the white one with glasses. That's still not helpful. Then. That's false. There is only two of only two of them have glasses, and only one of them is white with glasses. I thought Benjamin also had. Oh no. The red. Why are you being very mean to Marco here, Devin? Because I learned in the future that he becomes a nerd and he has glasses. Doesn't have glasses though. In the future, he's going to have glasses. When I was trying to figure out what which Marco I was supposed to be like uh, referencing. Okay. I have, um, I have seen future Marco, and there are glasses, and it, it seemed to imply he was a nerd. And Martin Prince was already used, so then I just went with Doug. Oh yeah, I forgot that he becomes daddy at a point. Uh. Yeah, that's not for a while. Uh, I mean, Devin. not for a while is also why we have Sengoku Buddha, so... Mm -hmm. uh, I'll throw in for Doug. Not, not Mark Hamill? Because Mark Hamill is a bit of a nerd, also has fashion, also we get to respect Mark Hamill. I don't want to say Uterpile, but... <laughs> oh, your problem was your star it. ratings kept confusing me, Luke. Like, to me, a three star is at least a one-episode-off character. A four star is a recurring bit. It Sometimes there's a really good bit. One star, that's like a, oh, look at this background character that maybe has a line. But there's memorable characters who only need to appear for a single scene. Like Just Stamp the Ticket Guy. Or the Dud. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, I, I hope that uh, y'all are ready to get angry fan mail from the Marco fans. 
Uh, we then have Rockstar. Who do you have for Rockstar, Devin? Uh, because this is, name is Rockstar, and I did not feel like trying super hard on this one, I went with Tom DeLonge, who appeared in the last episode. So. And what about you, Janine? Because I could not use him for a character that I wanted to earlier, I just want to get rid of the name now. Lenny Kravitz. This Rockstar stuff is crotch, though. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so my Rodrigo style was Luke Stetson. Uh, I also had Art Garfunkel or Jim Messina. Not the person you came to see. Um, I'm good to go with Lenny Kravitz. He has crotch-stuffing energy. Mm -hmm. Also, he wears many scarves in sashes. Fair enough to that one. Mm -hmm. uh, we then have Diamond Jozu. Uh, the Red Regal style I had was Ben Schatz. Uh, I also had Isaac Hayes. Janine, who do you have? This one took me on a journey. Because mm -hmm. this is another character who they did not have his final color scheme. But um, I had a distinct memory of a particular kind of Homer that I could not find an episode for. And when I looked for him online, I saw merchandise of this particular Homer. Mm -hmm. But the only instance where I could be able to find this is a caveman homer from the evolution couch gag hmm. uh, that has its own mural at the simpsons world in uh universal studio so i definitely think i have its own homer i just want to like find what episode that came from It would probably fit in there only because I know when Simpsons World was built, and that would have been around the time of your these episodes. Uh, Caveman Homer uh, premiered in 2007, uh, March 25th, Homerazzi. So I believe that is four years too early, Janine. Well, here, I'm going to back up here. Open up on this one. Because I feel like you're looking at the one that's an episode. I think the one she needs referring to is the one that's from the opening credit sequence. Uh, no, like the couch gag? Yeah. Yes, that's what I am Oh, okay. Yeah. Then why were there... I agree. I Why was there merchandise older. of Caveman Homer before then? This is what we're doing here. We are... We are doing the jobs that uh, real gyms won't do. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, let's not hurt our brains about it anymore. Yeah, I did get reminded that we can't use uh, Fred, Wilma, and Pebbles. Uh, Did you have a backup? I didn't. Uh, Devin, who did you have? Let's talk about the stupid one that I put for this one. Uh So apparently this character can turn into diamonds. Mm -hmm. Well, there's really only one character I can think of with diamonds. And that is Dr. Joan Bushnell, the uh, Jane Goodall one who enslaves monkeys to mine diamonds in uh, Africa for her. Mm-hmm. Have we used that character before? I, I feel like she came up at a point. I looked earlier. She was not on the list. At least one that you sent me. There, she has come up before in conversation. I nice, know that yes. much. Okay. Yeah, uh, we did not end up using Joan Bushwell. I can follow your logic. I'm not necessarily feeling it as much as Isaac Hayes. I could go either way. I like Janine, the... Janine, it's Isaac Hayes. He's a friend of us for all days. Devin, do you have a good pitch? No, I did not. Ooh. Everything makes... Er, diamonds makes everything better. Diamonds. Diamonds. <laughs> Joan Bushwell abuses the apes that she is in charge of. Isaac Hayes loves the snakes. Wasn't that Barry White? I was gonna say that's Barry White. Oh wait, shit, yeah. Uh fuck, let's do Barry White. Have we done Barry White? We haven't done yeah, Barry not. White. I could throw down for Barry White. Yeah, let's throw down for Barry. I was going to say, I was like, I don't remember Isaac Hayes in The Simpsons, but I, I think I was thinking of Barry White, and then I just read a uh, article about Isaac Hayes. So, uh, yeah, he was only in because technically they did the shaft. Uh, yeah, Barry White. It is. We all three can credit. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, and I made a. And I made a. Go! Uh, all right, we have two more to get through. Uh, we had Kate, who is Whitebeard's sexy nurse. They could have done better with women on this one. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Janine, who do you have for Kate? Retirement Castle Nurse. Devin? Uh, I also had Retirement Castle Nurse. Fair enough. Uh, my Rodrigo style was Karen. Who is, uh, she's at medieval times for her birthday. And so the king wishes her a happy birthday. 
Uh, I also had Camp Crusty Nurse, who is the opposite of Kate, in that she is a very gruff and unhelpful nurse because she works at Camp Crusty. Uh, but if you all want to go uh, Retirement Castle Nurse, I am fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got a big one to discuss here. We have Edward Newgate, a.k.a. Whitebeard. Uh, current closest thing there is to King of the Pirates. Uh, my two suggestions were Large Gay Military Man, my Rodrigo-style one, and Krusty the Clown. Janine, who do you have? I have, because of age, simply, mm -hmm. Abe Simpson. But I also have another one. Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Why Tony Hawk? Because we got to come back around to it. And then I was thinking about just old, notable people of some renown and respect tony hawk came up and it's like yeah i could see whitebeard like who if i have to describe what the character of whitebeard is to somebody else i'll be like he's one piece's tony hawk and they would get it do you get it luke No. Uh, Devin, who do you have? Mine potentially too, mostly because I couldn't tell. Is he an alcoholic? Oh yeah, he is drinking all the fucking Okay, time. so then, fine, and that goes with two of them that I had. One of them was Mr. Barney Gumble. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one is supposed to be the strongest man alive. Uh, I chose uh, renowned boxer, uh, Dreader Tatum. Interesting. So, Janine, were you surprised by me putting Krusty the Clown here? To be honest, I feel almost insulted. I really would have liked Krusty to be buggy. I've, I've enjoyed Sideshow Bob, but, you know, I've enjoyed Sideshow Bob more than I've enjoyed Kelsey Grammer. Mm -hmm. Also, Luke, um, you used Camp Krusty Nurse back in episode three. Way to embarrass yourself. <laughs> Fair. Um. I don't know. I mean, like, what what can you say about the character in universe and what crusty means? I mean. So, Krusty is someone who is past his prime and shouldn't necessarily be in this young person's game. He has inspired people for ages. He is actively an alcoholic and barely surviving thanks to a cocktail of drugs. Uh, but he still is an influential force in the world. Uh, he is still someone people consult. And all of that is true for Whitebeard as well. 
Also, Buggy would be more than happy to kill it. I feel the like the importance of Krusty is mostly there to be the idol specifically for Bart, who we've placed kind of inside of our Luffy position. And as much as I do kind of like it, having that as someone that is that high and idolized, I feel like the connection of Krusty is very specific to one particular boy. Despite the fact how big Krusty got everywhere else, it was over fast. And I feel like this Whitebeard is pretty actively big in doing stuff. I mean, Krusty is still big in doing stuff. Like, we have a lot of episodes where Krusty is big in doing stuff, and he's either got more money than he needs, or he's lost all of his money and he's trying to get it back. He either has a show that he decides to quit, or he's trying to save his show. Like, Krusty is a very reactive character in a lot of ways. Krusty's reach is also incredibly confusing as the entire show goes on. He both seems like a local celebrity, like it's Ben Gooley or mm-hmm. Goulardi, but that also seems to have, like, your Euro itchy and scratchy land. <laughs> yeah, it, like, Krusty makes less sense now, uh, like, think even 15 years ago he didn't make a lot of sense because you didn't have sort of live action hosts anymore on like kids shows especially for like local networks because he is like an artifact of another time that they just keep trying to figure out what to do with him and usually he's just a mouthpiece for a corrupt media he is a stand-in for the media celebrity. Today's Krusty of the Clowns of VTuber. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, the last thing that he did, I think, was he was an Ellen. Yes, he was. That was not a great one. It was not. Or hear me out, Luke. He's also, again, Whitebeard is supposed to be the strongest man alive, which is Frederick Taylor. Who also stamps out illiteracy. That is an imposing figure that represents the top of the food chain. Bam. It is. It is. I think that uh, we are running low and it, or we are running long and we started recording later than normal. To get this wrapped up, I am willing to concede to Frederick Hayes. Janine, are you fine with that? Yes, I am. I am great with Frederick Tatum. All right, so. To quickly go over the list of everything that we have, our Jobo is Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. Elder 1 for France is the French Prime Minister. Elder 2 is the British Casino Designer. Elder 3 is Lugash. Elder 4 is Chinese Principal Number 1. Elder 5 is Uncle Slam. Don Quixote Do Flamingo is Flamenco Flamingo. Bartholomew <laughs> Cuma is 
Gentle Ben. Stainless is Cesar Chavez, played by Cesar Romero. Mozambia is Roger Clements. Cancer is Lieutenant LT Smash. Suru is Bell. Sengoku is Guatama Buddha. Lafitte is David Byrne. Marco is Doug. Rockstar is Lenny Kravitz. Diamond Jozu is Barry White. Kate is Retirement Castle Nurse. And Edward Newgate Whitebeard is Frederick Tatum. Also, to fully put even more on why should we Frederick Tatum, Whitebeard doesn't wear a shirt. Frederick Tatum also doesn't wear a shirt. And they both have facial hair. Crusted the Clown does not. You can grow it. I mean, I feel like this should have been the point where I used, um, oh, my brain is blanking on uh, the identity he uh, assumes when he commits tax fraud. Uh, Rory B. Bellows. Oh, that would have been good. That was going to be my suggestion I mean, for Blackbeard last week. Yep, that's uh, my brain is going back to it. I mean... We could change it now and say Rory B. Bellows because the episode is still going on. But... No. Strider Tatum. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Devin, where can you be found online? Uh, I guess you could find me on Letterboxd at Fred O'Fett. That's F-R-E-G-D-O-F-E-T-T. Because you gave up on Twitter and every other social media? Pretty much. Janine, where can you be found online? I'm trying out Hive at Janine Juliet there. Nothing happens. Um, also, Instagram for my selfies, Janine is dope. Oh, uh, also can... various Luke Hair broadcast productions. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find the artist for the show, Mike Patton, at Patton Pending, P-A-T-T-E-N-T-E. Ending on Instagram and sometimes on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Fultreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair, L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R dot -E com. Domance Dawn updates every other week, usually on Mondays. We're actually getting a buffer now, so it's like you can set things in advance. Uh, you can subscribe to my Patreon and get episodes early. Uh, yeah, you can find the show at domancedawn.com, at domance on Twitter, and, uh, like, rate, subscribe, leave reviews, and tell your friends. Next time, uh, we're going into the clouds, and God is angry. Safe sailing. Mm-hmm.